Hi, Henny. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and where you are? Hey, Kenny. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so I'm Henny. I am a music producer and I'm currently sat in my bedroom in Suffolk, which is where I make all of my music. I tend to focus on dance music and I've been doing this for about a year now. So yeah, that's kind of my musical self summed up really (laughs) fantastic and let's start in a logical order let's go all the way back to when you decided or when you even started thinking you know I like music you know maybe this might be a possibility for me like what was you know did you start from an early age did you know you were interested in music and when was that kind of tipping point for you where you were like okay this is cool I want to do this as a career I mean, growing up, I had always been exposed to a lot of music. I was playing the cello from about the age of seven or eight. And I did that for about 10 years. But clearly, there's a very big contrast between playing classical cello and then doing kind of hardcore dance music. And so I kind of really first fell in love with dance music and house music when I was probably in around sixth form just from kind of being exposed to that kind of music at parties and stuff and just kind of the beat really spoke to me and the the high energy of it. I've always loved music with high energy, except when I went through my Taylor Swift phase, you know, we all all (laughs) have our acoustic (laughs) Taylor Swift phase. And having said that, I never really kind of thought, oh, you know, music is something I'll go into. I went to uni, I studied Spanish there. And whilst I was there, I did a bit of DJing because... I'd always sort of been able to hear a track and hum like an a cappella uh, of another track over the top of it. And so I really like that side of the creative possibility of creating something new. Although at that stage with DJing, I was doing it with pre-made tracks, mixing them together. And I'd always heard of DJs who then progress into production but it is a very kind of technical thing and I always just thought to myself I I don't think I'll ever be able to get my head around this but when the pandemic hit it was sort of a blessing in disguise really because it allowed me the time to dedicate myself to a new project which was production and it just kind of came about as uh, I have time now, let's let's have a stab at this. And even though it was really daunting, I just kind of took it step by step, started watching YouTube videos on it because there's such a wealth of information out there on YouTube. I downloaded a free trial of Ableton, which is the door I use, which stands for Digital Audio Workstation. And I'd say the majority of tutorials for producing on YouTube are focused towards Ableton so that was really really handy and that was I I realized quite quickly that it just made me so so happy producing music and again just coming back to the concept of just these endless creative possibilities was something that really excited me made me want to get up in the morning really kind of created this fire within me and I could not go a day without producing, basically. I'm listening to you that I'm going, okay, there's a lot of people who are in classical music, right? And sometimes 
sometimes maybe we're at school or whatever you know that's kind of what is given to us where was that influence from where did you go from classical music and you went okay you know this is something that I can do because it was almost like out of your lane a little bit yeah I I think I think you've you know really hit the nail on the head with the fact that you know in schools I mean everyone kind of starts with the recorder don't they if you choose to play a musical instrument you might play the violin you know flute cello piano but it is very much classical focused I mean you might dabble in like a couple of jazz numbers in piano but for the most part it is that kind of one track genre and I think it would be really really fantastic to teach perhaps more contemporary styles of music within schools and there were parts of uh, my music lessons at school not my kind of individual instrument instrumental lessons but concussion and all the percussive patterns that come with it and the syncopation of that and I really really have loved any kind of music that involves syncopation from a young age so I remember my parents had this Brazilian bossa nova cd and they used to pop it on around the house and I just loved the kind of offbeat rhythms and I think I then when I started hearing house music and dance music, I think something in me kind of connected those same swinging, jazzy, percussive elements with that. Because in my own tracks, I, I just love kind of using triplets, offbeats, syncopation. And I mean, for years when I was younger, I just remember when I've been kind of like sitting on the sofa or wherever, I always kind of like tap my feet with a kind of four to the floor with them like boom 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 and then kind of try out like a little percussive kind of syncopated beat over the top of that it's just something that kind of I do you know when I'm <laughs> sat by myself but but kind of thinking about that I think I've always kind of been so drawn to that swing jazz syncopation that then that was kind of what pushed me towards dance music which does have a lot of those influences in it there's another moment in that journey that you mentioned too, which I think probably brings us up to a little bit towards more the current date, which is the pandemic. Like, what was that influence for you? So I think with production, the most important advice you can give anyone is dedicate a lot of time to it. Like, you're not going to be able to make a release-ready track after even a couple of months. Like, there's so much learning even just figuring out how to make your way around the software just requires a lot a lot of time dedicated to it and the pandemic really did offer that time because i mean especially at the start of lockdown there was very very slim hope of being able to find a job because everything was just so up in the air so i thought well i first of all when lockdown hit i did quite a few diy jobs i did my painting i did my power washing pressure washing which i'm obsessed with <laughs> outside and after i kind of done all those jobs i then looked for a new project and like i said even though production was very the idea of it was very daunting it really was something that i thought well now is the best time to do it because i have buckets and oodles of time to dedicate to it and yeah that's what you really really need to do I was producing every single day and even though I didn't see it at the time say if you produce for a month and then look back on it the progress you'll make is phenomenal like this time last year I 
had I genuinely thought like production was some kind of like magic I did not know how people went from opening up their software to getting a track which is played on the radio but as long as you I think this applies to anything in life as long as you break something which might be a bit daunting down into smaller manageable tasks then that is a much easier way just mentally of processing it and be able to approach it i think you're right i think a lot of people do think it's like some sort of weird magic that goes on <laughs> but it's it's not it, it really isn't and you just have to kind of there's no way around it. it's not like it's a quick fix right so you've got to learn and you've got to put the time and the effort in to do so but okay so let's bring you up to since this episode is called life of a hypertribe how did you find out about hypertribe so I, as a producer, I kind of spent a lot of time on Instagram trying to grow my brand that way. And I was flicking through Insta stories one day and I think you guys popped up as an ad on there. It was to do with the mentorship scheme. And I saw that Caswell was involved in it. And Caswell and I actually used to work together. We used to do waitressing together just down the road in Woodbridge. And I, I knew she was an artist and I thought, oh, well, she's involved in this mentor scheme then clearly it's legit so that kind of piqued my interest because I think also one of the most important things when if you're you know if you're a singer-songwriter a vocalist producer any kind of artist is having guidance and getting feedback get as much feedback as possible and so the mentor scheme really piqued my interest in that way and even though I didn't make it onto the mentor scheme I, you know, stayed in touch with kind of like what Hypertribe was doing. I, I was part of the email list then because I, I registered my interest in the mentorship scheme. That's kind of how I became more familiar with the Hypertribe brand. And when you start diving into feedback and things like the network as well, I know that there's a couple of people on there that you're quite close with as well. What What's that kind of support like? Not Maybe not just a, with Hypertribe, but I mean, why is it important for artists to, to get that? Because I think sometimes you're right, like that feedback, can, sometimes it can be really hard to hear, mm. but it's so important, right? 100%. I mean, I think this applies in a lot of areas in life, you know, I think it's very, very helpful to get a second opinion, a third opinion, a 45th opinion, especially if you're creating art which is designed to be consumed by others. It's almost like doing market research, like you're in a business. You know, you want to have people's reactions, see where you think you can improve. However, whilst doing that, you also need to stay integral to your vision in the first place. So I think, you know, feedback is so, so important. And apart from feedback, just being able to connect with other artists, regardless of, you know, whether they're giving you feedback, whether you're giving them feedback. It's just nice, especially in a pandemic, to know that there are people in the same boat as you and to build those relationships. Because sometimes, you know, you can... I'll be sat in front of Ableton and really just nothing is happening creatively. I just I just get those days. And just knowing that other people have had those experiences and then, you know, a few days later, they come up with, you know, a smashing idea, their creative juices are flowing once again. It's just nice to be able to share those experiences with people. But yeah, as well, getting feedback, so important. It's like doing a small sample size of what will ultimately be your end goal of, 
you know, distributing your music to hopefully hundreds of thousands of people. I think in the last six months, what I've personally seen from you is that obviously you have evolved, but you have networked like crazy as well. Right. So it's not just there is like a hand in hand person. Everyone always says this, you know, and and it's one of the biggest things of feedback that we've seen within the community. How do you market your music or whatever? Or, or, you know, what's the what's the best way in which you found that you're improving in the music industry? And it's networking. It really is. And and a lot of people, they know it, but they don't realize it, if that makes sense. It's like it's like you can know that and you can say, okay, cool, I'm going to go meet a couple of connections here, there and everywhere. But it, it's about having almost like a team that can really support you. And I think not just from us, like I think generally speaking, you've really been able to, able to find those pockets of people that have catapulted key moments and key milestones within your journey, right? Yeah, I think that it's it's so important. It's all about the people you know, really. Like the music industry at the end of the day is a people industry. You know, it's not a corporate environment. Yes, there is the business side of it, but at the end of the day, as an artist you need to be able to communicate with people be able to build those relationships and I mean I off the top of my head I know uh, like a handful of people who have had opportunities um, arise because they've built those connections like I know someone who got onto a label because another label she was on recommended her to then be put on this larger label and so these opportunities only kind of come about if you take that risk yes you know there will be a lot of people who maybe don't respond in the way that you want like I I know that myself I've had so many experiences of when I've reached out to people and tried to network and you know they'll just completely ignore me or just kind of say thanks and that's kind of the end of the conversation and you know it is a bit disheartening but when you do find those right people and you will find those right people when you do find them the payoff will be worth it and you can only find those right people if you really put yourself out there take a chance and you know definitely definitely expect there to be people who won't respond in the way that you want I think that's really important to remember yeah and it's quite nice. I mean, it is nice in the community. I see a lot of, of people doing similar things. And, and, you know, everyone's saying, you know, I want to collaborate, I want to collaborate on all these other things. But sometimes it's just a case of doing your homework, researching those people. And obviously, on, on our network, you can just message. But I mean, it, it can be anywhere, it can apply to anything that you, you also need to be knocking on doors consistently, and constantly, really. Absolutely. And I mean, also, like aside from the opportunities that will open up, it's so great just to be able to share knowledge um, with people you collaborate with, industry connections. Like I'm currently working with a producer who's been in the music industry for I think about 30 years now. And, you know, he has a lot of kind of high tech equipment, really kind of like fancy plugins. And through collaborating with him kind of over this last month, I use this plugin in one of my projects, which helps sidechain the bass. To the, I don't want to get too technical, but because like when I first started out, I was like, what is sidechaining? Um, but yeah, it kind of helps the kick drum be more present in the mix. And so it's a little tool that I use. I think it was £10 and he'd never heard of it before. But now he said that ever since I mentioned it to him and introduced him to it, 
like he used it in all his projects he says and you know he's been going for 30 years and you know I've learned so so much from him and it just shows even if you're kind of a new artist you can also contribute stuff to other people even if they've been you know going a lot longer than you if they have you know a number of accolades I think it definitely can always work both ways definitely and there's something about payoff with that there's one there's one rule that we have and I know that you know this because you know you're quite a big champion of this but it's it's give give first right Mm -hmm. and it's something that you don't see in the music industry and it's something that personally as as while building hypertribe we really wanted to put into the community and i hope that you personally feel that way as well but it's about being able to to have the attitude of giving first and the reason why we say that is several reasons obviously there's some karma attached to that which i personally believe in quite quite strongly (laughs) and then the other thing is is that it opens up a lot more opportunities to be able to give back first and share knowledge and be able to do all those things because when you can add value to someone else they remember that they really do. And and those things are, are the things that make us as as people, as as contacts, as connections, as as kind of like leaders and champions of other people. You build a community and you build you've probably seen it even just in your own fan base. I don't know whether that's you know, that's something that you can maybe comment on. But you know, you see different people as you as they start to connect with your music, it's because you're adding value to their lives, really. Absolutely. I mean I I think that you know unfortunately there are a lot of people in the industry who are just in it for themselves and I think it really will set you apart if you also have this mantra of you know give first I want to help other artists and at the end of the day even if your music is you know superb really technically precise and everything like that if if you're a bit of a pain to work with and you know you don't have a giving attitude and you don't kind of have this positive attitude of wanting to be a people person and you know be friendly and help other people then you know I think that will really be to your detriment because at the end of the day like I said this this industry is people people person industry and I think new artists should remember that there really will be a lot of people who just kind of take 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 and those are the people you don't want to surround yourself with I know that I've encountered quite a few of them already just just within a year of being in the industry but I think it's so important to stay positive and not let that affect your attitudes to wanting to help other artists and other people because I mean at the end of the day this this is a really constantly changing industry it's you know it's not always an easy ride in the music industry like you said surrounding yourself with great people surrounding yourself with people who you know you have a kind of two-way relationship with will not only help you make connections within the industry but I also think it will really radiate to your audience and your fan base you know if people see that you are a good person and that you have a good heart I think that will come across outside of your music and I think that will really really serve people in 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 a fantastic way talent only gets you so far right it's Mm. it's about the rest of the working relationship if people can see that you're doing good they obviously want to champion you and also you're a big example of this I think that you're quite a good role model for people that who think 
that maybe the music industry is full of all these people. And yes, there are a lot of them. And it is a business. I get that. But you can still be successful and be kind. You know, I've met a lot of people in the in the last five years that are just that. They embody that. And it's because mm. they don't believe that there's a whole pie and that we've all got to get a slice. And there's only so much pie to have in terms of success. Life just doesn't work that way. And I think that sometimes being in the music industry and being it being so competitive, that that can be lost a lot of the time. Absolutely. I mean, there, like you said, you know, there's not a finite amount of what you're able to get. If, if one person is having success, that isn't going to take away from your success. And I especially have heard, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware, less than 3% of producers are women, which is just shocking. And I think that that number, you know, even decreases when you look at dance music producers. And so, you know, we really need to be supporting one another as much as we can. And, you know, I've, I've heard stories of female producers and DJs who perhaps don't support their fellow female artists. And I think it's so important to remember that, you know, like you said, we all have a place at the table. One person's success isn't going to take away or detract from anyone else's success. If anything, it's going to increase it even more because it's opening up new doors, it's opening up new opportunities, and it's really, you know, trailblazing for future generations of, you know, underrepresented groups within this industry. Mm -hmm. So let's move on to a little bit about some key challenges because we, we're touching on them a little bit, but I want to be a bit more blatant about it. What has been your key challenge? I think the biggest thing has been self-doubt. Definitely. I mean, especially when you're kind of holed away in your bedroom, sat at your computer making music, it can be it can be quite isolating. And sometimes if the only sounding board is yourself, that can really drag you down. And there have definitely been days where, you know, I just think, oh, you know, this this label wasn't interested in signing my track. So maybe that's a reflection on who I am as an artist. Maybe this this just isn't right for me. But I find that time is is the greatest healer. Time and, like I said, like getting a second opinion. That's why feedback is so important because, I mean, I've had tracks that one person hasn't liked and hasn't been interested in signing and someone else goes crazy for them. And I mean, I, I think that that works even when you get kind of artists who are racking up millions and millions of listeners per month. Some people just cannot stand them and like just cannot stand their music. Other people, you know, the core fan base who give them the, the success that they're enjoying. So I think, I think the more that I've been producing and the more that I've been letting people hear my music and putting stuff out there, the more I'm keeping in mind and trying to force myself to remember that one person's opinion isn't representative of everyone's. And also, it's okay if you're just not feeling it that day. Like, we we all get days, you know, it just is not happening. Like, the creative process has just stalled, come to a halt, the train isn't moving today, the brakes are on. You know, I've been, I think I touched on this earlier, like, sat in front of my computer, just oh, not being able to think up a melody, not being able to think of a baseline, and just not getting that creative process. But then I come back to it two or three days later, and everything's moving I 
get the whole track done in kind of that day and so I think that that's really something that I I've struggled with initially but I find that the more and more I go on this journey the easier it gets one of the biggest things that that I feel like you're touching on a little bit it's not just the soundboard it's not just you know having that community it's actually perspective having perspective so for example if I said to you honey like six months ago think about where you were and think about everything that you've achieved you suddenly go oh wow like that that is a lot that's something that, that I didn't really kind of realize but when you're in the moment you think oh gosh you know this is rubbish like I haven't got anywhere or something like that when you're having a bit of a down moment like and this is actually rapid progress and you have in particular you know really kind of come up quite quickly you know you're highly motivated so that obviously is a massive massive plus for you but during these last six months what do you think has been the biggest success for you um I mean I'm sure you remember we had our one-to-one session and I was saying to you oh I, I don't know what I can do to get on the BBC introducing like BBC Radio Suffolk um, introducing like how can I get my tracks played I, I keep uploading them I just do not know what I can do I'm seeing so many other people like get on there like what what is it and then literally I think it was that evening or the next day I got a message from them saying that my track was going to be played that night and then they also wanted me to do a slot doing like a mix and an interview the week after. At the beginning of the year, I set myself the goal of being played on FM radio in 2021. And so for that to happen was just, I mean, I still can't really believe that it happened because I was literally listening to it on the same like old, old analog radio which I used to listen to every morning before school I used to listen to BBC Radio Suffolk whilst I was having my porridge and then just kind of to hear the tracks that I made upstairs in just on my computer just from watching a few YouTube videos (laughs) was just so surreal and yeah I I, I felt proud of myself in that moment. It was funny having that conversation. <laughs> I, I, if I'm honest with you, I don't actually remember what I said to you, but I imagine it was something along the lines of like everything happens for a reason, like everything. Yeah. Is, you know, just wait. Like it's kind. Of, I'm sure it was something along those lines. Yeah. And and but that's what I mean is like sometimes you can give up at that moment. And just say, well, it's just, you know, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. And really, actually, even before that, you know, you'd had some good successes. I mean, like yes, of course, BBC introducing. If that was your goal and you exceeded it, that's going to be sticking out in your mind. But there were there were there were milestones in between that. You know, if like, especially after the last six months, like that you've you've really seen rapid progress. Um, do you think it's helpful? You know, we we educate quite a lot. I think at Hyper Tribe, and we really try to help with strategy and give you kind of like here's the industry you know here's the kind of basic foundations of of what we're doing especially during our incubator course but do you think it helps to understand that knowledge absolutely because i think the the industry the music industry is so divided into you have the artists on one side and the people you know running the business side of things on the other side so for artists to be able to have access to that knowledge gives them more power gives them more control over their careers you know you you don't have to just rely on, you know, say like having a manager and then like 20% goes to your manager. You know, you can really have more flexibility and control and not just, just even if you don't put it into practice, just having that knowledge, I think is very empowering. And it also makes everything a lot less daunting. The music industry is really, 
there are a lot of unknowns like you don't know what the next trend is going to be you don't know who's going to be the next big thing like what you should do next but having that knowledge does provide you with a bit of a framework and a bit of a roadmap just make it less of an unknown and I think yeah for artists that is so so important the last thing that I want to ask you is uh, actually maybe two things uh, the first thing is what advice would you give yourself before you know if you could talk to yourself maybe five ten years ago oh follow your passions don't don't do things that you think you're meant to do so I remember you know at school it was always kind of taught to us that oh you know you should go to a Russell Group uni this is where you should go and I ended up going to Russell Group University and I dropped out after a few weeks because I just found that I just was not having a good time was not having fun I ended up then the next year um, going to UEA, which isn't a Russell Group University, but it's just so fantastic. And that was kind of the start of me realising that I shouldn't do things which laid out as expectations, kind of like these old preconceived notions of what success looks like. You need to define success as what fits you. Everyone's individual. And again, another part of that was I originally wanted to study business management because I thought you know the thing to do is to go into a company and sit in an office all day and make money that way and that is that shows that you're successful and then I realized what I absolutely love to do is be creative and one of the ways which I like to explore that is through learning languages so I decided that even though I, you know, didn't know what career paths it would open up, I then studied Spanish at uni. And again, that was a kind of, okay, this probably isn't, I'm not not doing something which will guarantee me like, oh, I can definitely go into an office and do X, Y, Z and, you know, be all corporate. But again, that was doing something which made me happy and which allowed me to be creative. And then, again, this music production, when I first started out, I never, ever, ever thought this is something I'm going to be able to do as a career. This is a hobby. You know, I'll never get to the point where people want to listen to my music. This is just kind of something I'm doing to express myself creatively. But now I feel like, I think sometimes people who go into creative fields are kind of viewed as maybe not as ambitious as perhaps more traditional uh, like corporate careers but I think I've I've just kind of been slowly trying to teach myself that you know you can still be successful if you're a creative and that is very much a valid career and I think I've just kind of really over the last five or ten years well five years really being able to kind of let go of these preconceived notions of what one should do as kind of you know 18 to 25 what your life should look like and I'm just kind of trying to go with the flow and what makes me happy because production makes me I'm absolutely happiest like never been happier before when I'm in my element making a new track and I just finally I mean I said to you like in our first meeting our first one-on-one like I I found what gets me up in the morning I found what my passion is and now I just I cannot imagine 
a life without producing and I know that this is what I want to do long term so I think it's just my advice would be allow yourself to feel what you love and don't be afraid to explore that even if it's not on the path which you think you should follow thanks for explaining that because a lot of people go follow your passion and you're like what does that mean <laughs> and I think you know there's a lot of curiosity that kind of went on it's like follow that curiosity right and the last question I want to ask you is if you were advising someone who hasn't found hyper tribe yet what would you say has been like the biggest what's the biggest plus of being around us I think the the sense of community that it brings especially during a pandemic when it's so easy to feel isolated is you know just invaluable because I mean, you can be on Instagram or Twitter or whatever social media platform you use and, you know, you kind of search through maybe hashtags, people's following lists to try and find people you could potentially connect with. But on Hypertribe, that's all kind of ready-made for you. There's already a community of like-minded people who not only can you potentially collaborate with but also just so you can share experiences with and I think that is so so beneficial like on on the hypertribe landing page at the side there's a literal introduce yourself section so you know you don't have to kind of go through the awkward phase of oh how do I hop into this person's Instagram DMs or will they even see it because they don't follow me and their filters haven't allowed it like you know it just it makes the whole process so much easier and I think that's what so many artists need you know like even without you know if Hypertribe didn't exist I would still be saying to if you're a new artist my number one advice is to network is to find other people like you you know even if you don't collaborate or anything with other artists even if you just want to focus on yourself just have those people around you who you know I'm not saying have a team like a manager and an agent just have people around you who are sharing those experiences with you, are going through the things that you're going through. And yeah, potentially, you know, you can give each other feedback, like I said, just all these things I think are so, so invaluable to your artist journey. Where can people find you other than obviously the Hypertribe Network? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean my DMs are always open on um, Hypertribe if, if anyone wants to hop in and message me but yeah so my artist name is H-E-Triple-N-Y so I'm at Henny Music on Instagram Twitter TikTok non-fungible tokens <laughs> don't ask me how those work I've been collecting my usernames <laughs> but yeah I'm mainly hanging out on Instagram so at H-E-Triple-N-Y Music on Instagram awesome and if anybody wants to join obviously the hypertribe network um we have two subscription tiers that you can check out www.hypertribe.com and you can become a hypertriber just like henny so until next time um take care everybody and thank you henny for coming on thanks so much kimmy this has been a load of fun